Hey everyone, welcome to the GIST Podcast. If you're tired of being comfortable and want to take on living life from the context of 100% fuck yeah, join us each week as we share lessons we're experiencing in this crazy game called life. We invite you to play along and get your shit together. Take responsibility for how your life is currently going and at the same time, take on new, fun, and sometimes crazy shit. We promise to challenge your thinking by being vulnerable, authentic, and straight up with what we're dealing with, what doesn't work, and what can. Be warned. This is not your grandma's podcast. I've had 20 years of experience at Fuck You. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, we're on. Oh, are we recording now? Yeah. Finally! No, I know. Jeez. Right? Oh, I want to welcome Jeremy to the show. Good morning. It's been uh, it's been a while since I've seen you. Probably Heather's party. It's, I don't even remember. Oh, that that would have been God, like easily a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Coming, it would be two years, two years in, in uh, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, so, yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, man. So thanks for for diving in. You just kind of put that out there, and he's like, "So what's what's this thing? This podcast thing." And uh, and can I be a part of it? Like, yeah. yeah, sure. I want to come on immediately, just like absolutely. That. All right, yeah, cool. Yes. Sounds great. What was it about the podcast that um, that put a bug in your ear? Like, where? What was that catalyst for you? Well, you can fucking swear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can fucking yeah, swear. I, I take huge advantage of that. Oh, I'll say the two things for me. Um, first. I love the name of the podcast, The Gist, because you can immediately get a sense of we're going to talk about shit and you're going to get the gist of whatever's going on. Yeah. Uh, so the branding on it's fantastic. I also really like the logo. Um, but more importantly, I just love the candid conversation that you guys are having and I wanted to be part of it. Cool. I wanted to share what's going on in my life and chat. Awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> well, and, and we really trued that up, right? For us, yeah. it, it started to get into a, a mode where... Not that there was anything wrong with it, mm. and, and they were valuable conversations to have, but it was starting to get away from why we created this thing. Yeah. So it was it was really good to get back to that. Get and it was we were sensitive to it. There was something like was yeah, you could off. feel it. It wasn't nothing anything wrong, but we could feel that we're getting a little bit too scripted. I guess would be a way to to say it, as opposed to just having an organic conversation about whatever comes up, right? And then the edit, like. Holy shit. Some, some of those edits. We, we ran the story about the ums and the uhs and the ends. Yeah. And they got to go. Yep. And then we'd spend an hour on an edit. It's like, what, what are we doing here yeah, again? We'll Sounds like a that. job. It was turning into a job. Yes. An unpaid job, no less. Yeah. For now. No, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, I mean, to be able to create a platform like this and then have it pay dividends that's a win-win from from my perspective and and that's where our, our previous conversation about what what this looks like moving forward is like a, a with a studio and, and a more established uh environment to to actually record from that's definitely a game plan for the future yeah did you happen to listen to episode 21 not to put you on the spot. Yes. Yeah. So that's the one that we sort of, I think, turned a corner and got back on track. And it's a good segue into today's conversation, I think. Yeah. So um, how's your week been? Well, there's there's been some big milestones going on in your life, right? Yeah. It sounds like you're like 
lit up by them. Can, can we first give the the listeners a, a sense of who you are and yeah. what you're up to in the world, and then you can sort of tell us a bit about your week? Absolutely. Well, uh, let's start with my weekend, because my weekend was awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, so it started on Friday. It was finally sunny here in Calgary. <laughs> so I got on my motorcycle for oh, the first nice. time this year. Yeah. Went for a little rip to the grocery store you're to get some man. steak so we could barbecue. And then yesterday, we were out in the yard digging out a, uh, a new bed for the yard. Now, consider I'm on four acres, so a Great. scaled bed <laughs> is the size of some people's backyard. And mm. they decided they needed the exercise, so we're turning the sod by hand. So I got about 5% of it done yesterday, and then we stopped for beer because uh, it was too <laughs> as, much. As you should have. Absolutely. That, that's... Uh... That's awesome. non-optional. That's that right. Yeah. Mm. And now I'm here, so this is this is perfect. And after this, I'm going for pancakes. So oh my God, it's you like a fantastic have a better weekend. weekend. Exactly. Things are getting better and better all the time for you. Exactly. So so who are you, Jeremy? So who for am our I? Listeners. Uh, let's see. I'm a leader. Yes. I'm creative. I love engaging in interesting conversations, and I love living life. I've been with one organization for 20 years. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's so a I'm, little uh, said organization who, the, who shall not be named. That's yes. right. That's right. Uh, I'm 41. So that means that I've been at said organization for my entire adult life. Wow. Uh, I've grown up there. I met my wife while I was there. I've moved different cities being there. It's, it's wow. helped me buy houses. Uh, it's, it's my entire friend network. Like it's, it's everything right. that I know. And what's going on for me is that, uh, that organization is restructuring and has offered an incredibly generous bio package to all of its employees. And I've said, yes, and I'm in for a new adventure. That's exciting. Yeah. God, like what's like, what's possible then? Most of us don't get that kind of opportunity or don't create that oh. to happen you know, as an opportunity. Most people who, if they have that opportunity, it, it's not viewed as an opportunity because it sort of smacks them in the face and it's mm -hmm. like, well, this is how it is now. Good luck with that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, right. and the change, like the new path. And it's brand new for you. It's it, brand it's, new. It's like it, there hasn't even been a path created yet. You get to trailblaze yeah. a little bit. Here. I'm exploring right now. But, you know, it's interesting when you say most people don't get the choice. Mm -hmm. It's actually true, though, that most people don't want the choice. That's that also you true, know, yeah. When you're not given a choice and you're given a this is the default action, you are laid off or yeah. you are getting this job, then that's just what happens and you react to it and you figure it out. Yeah. When you're given a choice, you actually need to sit down and figure out what does it look like. And it's amazing the critical thinking that's required to not just look at the 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 nearness of the transition right. and to look at actually how it fits into your life and what the different options are. Mm. And well, so many people struggled with it. I think that's a valuable piece right there because a lot of people, exactly, people struggle with it because they don't have the presence of mind or or the perspective of, oh, this is an opportunity for me to create something. Mm -hmm. It's more like a scarcity, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to find something that was as, you know, equivalent to what I was doing, right, in terms of pay or the whatever, the hours, the whole thing, right, the organization. Or the other side of that coin, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like the, the reactive... Uh, it's all, uh, it's all happening to me and, uh, and there's no power in that conversation either. It's, uh, it's a survival mode and it is not a fun place to be, right? Mm -hmm. Versus being able to just be aware and see the opportunity and create 
create a brand newly for you. Mm. I, f- I feel like a lot of people struggle with that, that piece. Like uh, all of a sudden it's all about them mm. in a negative That's con- right. in a connotation, you know, and, and they're stuck in that space and they are, and they can't even see the opportunity. They can't even see the trail yet. And it's not, it's not like you, you know, there's these inspired people who can just see the future and go, oh my God, I'm committed. I'm going to set this context. Like I've been through an emotional roller coaster. Course, you know, yeah. there's days I wake up and say, I fucking hate my life. Huh. And then yeah, I wake up the yeah. next day and I go, oh my God, look what I get to do. Like, and it's, it's, I've really enjoyed that with all the training and leadership and coaching and development that I've had is that there's a piece of my brain that I can dispassionately disconnect and observe what I'm doing. And go, holy crap, look at mm. look at the experience I'm going through. That's it doesn't make it easier, but it means I can see it and I can choose whether I want to disrupt that or not. So give me an example. Give our, our listeners an example of the holy fuck, why is this happening to me? Because we we all relate to the the thing that isn't working first yeah. before, you know, the grandos. I, I want to set a bit of context here because there's some major gold right here. Because the, like we know you. We have a mm. context for who you are and we have a context for your leadership. And we know a bit about your experience in your job as well. And a lot of people might not have that context yet. The fact that, uh, for for lack of better terms, you're a normal human who's been working in a normal a job. I like that you used air quotes. Yeah, to define air normal. quotes to, to define normal. But you're a normal human who's been working in a job for 20 years. And the mere, the just the very thought of going to another job or another experience in general, or or in July not having mm-hmm. a job, that can be a terrifying prospect. Absolutely, it's, I, it's I like, would say it's not even a context of a job. I've really treated it like it's an organization where I had a career, so I've had all kinds of jobs. Yeah, right. In that organization, and I grew up in a military family, so I just had a default that you just stayed in your career for your entire life. My dad retired from the military after 35 years being chief of the military in Canada. Like he was the highest you could go. So I was always like, all right, my job is to go up in an organization. I made it to director level. I had a thousand employees reporting to me at one point. I had multi-million dollar budgets. I've led projects that do massive transformation over multiple years that totally change the customer experience. And what I've been discovering through all of this time is that while I've been able to build these amazing skills, there's some things that the paradigm has led me to um, not have to tackle. So when you're in one place for 20 years, you don't have to market yourself. Right. I've never had to apply for a job, really. Mm. If I wanted a new job, I put in a resume and they said, oh, Jeremy's ready for a new job and I got a new job. So this whole concept of marketing me. Yeah, internally it just worked. Yeah, yeah. Externally, now I have to leverage network. Mm. I have to figure out who I am and, and what I am marketing. I can't rely on the context of everybody just knowing me. Right. I actually have to go introduce it. Now I have to work on my language of what do I do? What what is my value? Right. And uh, yeah, so I've really I'm really learning that I've leaned on that for twenty years and now I've got this whole new awakening of holy crap. Look at all the cool things I get to to explore right. and do. Well, that, that thirty second so commercial awesome. you just gave about your experience is a pretty damn good resume. Totally. So I think we'll, we'll I, give you that snippet right here. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be intro. just fine. What I find interesting about all that is, like, again, I know you as a pretty successful person and as a leader, as you just shared, but you also still have those days 
That's what I say, normal, because we all think we're different or weird or strange. If I wake up hating myself, I think there's something wrong with me. But then if you really have an intimate conversation with people, you realize that virtually everybody deals with those ebbs and flows in life and those emotional roller coasters. So tell us a bit about that and how yeah. you uh, stay on track. Well, you can imagine after 20 years at a company and they gave us this amazing choice and I made the choice. And then I sat back and said, well, why aren't they telling me to come back? Why, what do you mean they don't want me? They don't love me. They don't anymore. love me They're anymore. Just gonna let me exactly. leave. <laughs> but I'm important. I'm smart. Look at the difference. Fight for me, man. Yeah. So it's it's been bizarre, and it is. It's that it's that getting up, and then when you are a leader in an organization, and you make a change like this. The things that you're working on that are strategic. Um, Typically, the organization doesn't necessarily want you to be part of that anymore, mm. because then your knowledge of the strategy goes with right. you yeah, so you point. start to get removed from conversation so you almost feel the separation anxiety. yeah there's an, an ostracizing right of, yeah oh, man and God. it's not about me it's just about in general any leader that's going through this that's what's going to happen yeah totally but man so i sit at my desk some days and go i have nothing to do because everything i do is strategic Right. Uh, don't they love me anymore? What what value do I really add? Oh my God! For four months now, I'm going to do nothing, which means I'm just going to be compounding this this sense that I'm worthless and I don't add value. I've got some great games that you can sink your teeth into, like yeah. while while you're in front of the computer. <laughs> Excellent. Just, like make the best of that four months, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, it's 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 interesting though that you have all that time and space to add meaning and story oh, to whatever yeah. you're dealing with. But what I really like about this is your awareness. Yes. Well, and that's right. when I catch myself doing it, I'm able to go, wow, does this, I'm able to ask this question, does wallowing in this shit work for me or not? <laughs> and sometimes I go, yeah, <laughs> right I'm going to wallow right now. I'm, I'm going to be a pig. There's some mud. I'm rolling. Yeah, nice. um, and sometimes I go, no, this is garbage. Yeah. And so when I find that, I change the context. I get on the phone and talk to somebody or I change where I'm working. I've worked from home. Uh, most right. of this last week and it's been amazing or I start to get creative and I say I'm choosing to leave this organization they were really generous with me what can I do to be generous for them and so I've started thinking about what gift can I give the organization before I leave and so I'm wow. looking at new paradigms for how they operate I'm playing with new structures that they could adopt I'm solving some problems that they've got and what I've got right now is unique that most people in the company don't have, which is time to think. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, what I was. Man, that is. Mm -hmm. You nailed it. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna say that's that's what I'm thinking about here. Because if you're if you're not in those normal conversations that you're normally in, and you're kind of sitting, like for lack of a better term, sitting at your desk, uh, you do have time to think, and that must be a new space for you as well. Just being able to, and you can also put some of that energy into like where where am I going. Right. Yeah. What can I do for the company and then what does this look like for me, right? Absolutely. In a normal corporate environment, you're in meetings from 8 till 5, right? You're, and then you read your email at home and then you think in 15-minute chunks in the shower. Mm. Like that's, that's about what it often feels like. And some days you'll get this cool workshop and you're like, yay, once a quarter I get to go think. <laughs> um, but in this world, all my meetings evaporated. And you're right. It's just thinking. And it's, it's both a blessing and a curse. The curse is oh my God, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't have another meeting to go to. I find myself habitually checking my email mm, and yeah. no email coming in and not getting that endorphin drip of like, ooh, somebody loves me. Even um, if it is spam. It's like, it does, oh, okay, right. I'll read this one this time. <laughs> so it's, Interesting. It, there's, yeah. there's that piece, which is you know, having to break the habitual nature of what we do and how we operate. And then just that creativity. I've got a whiteboard in my office and I've got one at home. And just the ability to stand up and say, oh, 
there's something there. And I just start drawing things and I go, oh, look, I've just discovered a new paradigm. How do I shift it? And now what's happening is the organization starts to figure out the new structure that they want. People are coming to me and saying, hey, I've got this new thing I have to tackle. Can I work with you? So now I'm like a free agent. Mm. And so it doesn't matter what I do or who I report to. I'm just randomly moving around the organization, helping people figure out their new shit. Oh, that's cool. cool. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, then the, uh, the there there's nothing typical about that. There There isn't the same problem to solve. Mm-hmm. You get to actually flex creative muscle. And this is one of those things that so many of us realize don't realize uh, we've atrophied inside of a little bit. Like the ability to think creatively, uh, which has never been as much of an opportunity to do as it is now. And it scares people. Like to really just think outside the box and push the boundaries a little bit, whatever that is for, for each of us, we stay in the in the comfortable, predictable places that we're just familiar with, right? Absolutely. I think that's... a uh not dare I say like a biological issue, right? Because we're, we're human beings at the end of the day and our job is to stay alive. And we're taught from a very young age. And it's like in our DNA that the unknown is a scary place to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is it could be a scary place depending on where you're at, but it's also where all creation exists. Totally. Right? There's, a, there's a great um, um, leader, coach, and trainer by the name of Colin James not the musical guy in musical. Canada. Is he uh, the Australian guy? Yeah, yeah. He's originally from South Africa, and oh, uh, any oops, any nobody. <laughs> he lives in Australia okay, now. Good. Who hasn't done that before? Yeah, yeah. no kidding. He's I'm got these... uh, an isolated Canadian. I apologize. <laughs> The, the, he's got these amazing stories about what that journey was like. Right. Um, but one of the things that, that tweaked for me is he has this conversation about, you know, there's no such thing as a comfort zone um, because most people in that zone are not comfortable. They're mm. actually horrifically uncomfortable. That's a good point. So he likes to phrase it as the familiarity zone. Oh, yeah. What you're familiar good. with is what you hold on to totally. because even though it may not feel good, you're right. You yeah. don't know what's on the other side in the unfamiliar zone. And that is risky. At yes. least I understand the dynamics of what's in my familiar zone. That's a really brilliant distinction. Because, yeah, you hear that statement all the time. You got to get out of your comfort zone. And, and, and I often feel like that. I'm like, this isn't really comfortable. It's just what I know. Mm-hmm. That is a brilliant distinction. That, that like adds a lot of value for me right there. Cool. Yeah. So do you, do you follow him quite a bit? Yes. Okay. I had, I had a chance uh, to go down to Vegas uh, in this massive leadership conference. And he was, one, he was the, the first speaker that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also saw a bunch of other folks. But he really stuck with me. And so I went and did another uh, session with him in Vancouver. It was just him. And it was all about public speaking and how to do it effectively mm-hmm. and really incredible work on how to have stage presence, how not to wander. Um, like when you watch some Ted talks, you'll notice some people are really awful. Wonders. Yeah. Well, they pace, right? There's a lot of people that have unintentional movement in, in how they walk. And he taught us how to plant yourself on the stage and move intentionally, how to set a timeline yeah. on the stage, how to move from left to right for the audience, which means you're starting with you're your right hand is their left. And your left hand is their right. And so figuring out the past is over here on the on your right, their left, and the future is over here on your left, their right. Like just 
That's something, Flipping wow. everything that's something incredible. That I, I, uh, I heard that in, to- I went to a couple Toastmasters classes and that's something that they, or I guess meetings, that's something that actually stuck with me where, because I do that when I'm, especially if it's impromptu, I'll pace like a mofo. So if I'm going to do a presentation or something, I record myself like 10 times to see all my different, what fidgets am I in today? So today I might have a pen or I might be pacing or whatever. But yeah, that's something that they had said. Like if you're telling a story, you'd maybe walk over to the right side of the stage and be like, when I was a little kid, yada, yada, yada. And then you kind of cruise to the middle and pause. And it's like, then I got to high school. So it's almost like you're creating a timeline yes. with the oh, stage. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, can it. I give you some feedback? Absolutely. Don't focus on your fidgets. Focus on the thing that you want to have. So if you want to focus on planting, focus on planting, not on fidgeting. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess the better way to say it is that I'm identifying my fidgeting and trying to get present to my focus. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, sitting, sitting still. But yeah, good, good point. Yeah. yeah when, you fo- when you focus on the bad, you usually get more well, of the bad. Well, right? that's it. It's like, you know, people who focus on weight loss, that's, they're not losing it because they're focused on food and intake and consumption. And you know, I have this problem when I'm going through stresses. I wind up eating a cheeseburger and I'm going, why am I eating a cheeseburger right now? <laughs> well, it's fucking good. It's good right now. I've not so there. good next day. You know what's interesting about this dynamic here is we're all sort of uh, in a space of uh, transformation and change inside of our corporate or organizations. So, because uh, I know David and, and his crew are up to some pretty interesting things these days as well, and finding themselves. And that's what you do is you help other Helping people, people find themselves, really get clear about. Yeah. Yeah, what are they up to? So you guys could have some interesting conversations. That, that would be interesting, actually. And and uh, in our experience, the we would identify them as as the the entrepreneur, or in in some cases, it's the intrapreneur. Like you're inside an established organization, but you are driving change. You are part of the creative process, and uh, in in some instances, you actually have autonomy to do that. So, but. But to that point, there is this conversation about self-identity. Like, what is it about me that really makes the difference? And to be able to guide somebody through that journey of self-discovery, one, it's a magical thing to be a part of and to help help somebody tap their dream, like 10 years in the future, tap their dream and, and really get clear what that looks like for them across the board not not just professionally but just mm. us as as individuals we we are looking for um fulfillment in in a, in some key areas and when you can bring that to the conversation and tap into objectivity which is what we're really good at we're not interested in trying to get you to to find a shtick and then market yourself with the shtick because actually that doesn't work anymore and no. hasn't for a very long time despite what some people might lead you to believe with their actions it doesn't work anymore so mm-hmm. so this authentic voice what does that look like for everybody and especially in today's uh, highly technological environment with with ai you know right on our heels and who are we mm. and in the right type of environment like a nurturing environment it is a very fun place to play when you don't have that environment you don't have people to 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 leverage objectivity it is fucking scary yep and paralyzing and so we won't go there and and that is our our big differentiators 
we give people space to be able to do that either individually or, or from an organizational perspective, right? Like just give you some space to create. Uh, and then we get to create, create that for them. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like you got to do it and then, or you, you, you create the future and then you got to try and figure out how to create it. You actually don't need to figure that out. There's some talented people in this world that can do that. That's right. right. So, um, so in, in, in that, Space. Then you you talked about uh, exploring strategy. There there is a, uh, a it's obvious that you are a strategic thinker and and you enjoy playing in that arena. Um, is there other things that that excite you that you're considering to explore? Absolutely. So I've I've got two paradigms that I believe that I can add value into and that I love. So the first one is what I call business architecture, okay. which is that strategic world of how do you identify the paradigm an organization is in and where they want to go and help them develop, translate a, say, a vision statement or an aspiration into actual execution nice. that they can deliver. So that's one world, and I love that. The other world I love is doing that with individuals, so helping people transform their ability to lead or their belief in themselves or um, how they want to move it forward in the future. So my 10-year plan is I have this vision and other people have told me I can't wait to buy tickets, but I want to, <laughs> I want to be on stage. I want to do oh, what some of these guys do. Hands down, man. And I can see that for you. Yeah, and the exploration I'm on right now is not how do I get there because um, I know how to get there. It's what do I want to talk about? And that's been the big thing for me is really identifying what is it that I'm that I'm committed to and do I is my journey going to be to develop my own content or is it going to be to speak eloquently elo wow <coughs> or eloquently about somebody else's content I think content. you just made a new word there I think yeah, I did eloquent. that's how eloquent it was Yeah it was eloquent <laughs> That's awesome that's ah, not going to get me on stage. <laughs> it might. Yeah. Well, being a human, that's how you get on stage. That's right. <laughs> Some at bats. You know what? I could definitely see that for you. Like, and the thing is, is, is I think that you've probably touched on a lot of your strengths and in, in the areas you can make difference just in this podcast. I mean, you could put this together and be on stage tomorrow with your experience and the way that you deliver a message, and you're able to connect with people and get on their level about what they're likely dealing with or even sharing your own experience. That's the great thing about different individuals. You don't necessarily have to even create new content. It's your perspective and your twist on it. And there's so many people out there that you could have a following and, and people are going to value the way that you share things. And then you just become another person that adds more value and affirms whatever it is that they're already training and learning on, right? <clears throat> that is a thing that we tend to get stuck in. Mm -hmm. I got to do it. I got to be completely unique. It's got to be one of a kind. Mm -hmm. And and until I find that, I'm not doing anything. Right. Uh, all of us, myself included, will have these little um, stories that, that show up that are barriers now to prevent us from just really being truly self-expressed. You know what I think would be interesting? And maybe your gears are already kind of turning on this, but it would be interesting to have Jeremy come in and sit with the um, with the Rivet Collective for a bit and have a chat. Um, be interesting to see what you could do with some of these CEOs and corporate leaders on a one-on-one -on -one conversation, because 
I know that each and every one of you guys are likely capable of coaching somebody one-on-one. We have actually had this conversation already. There is a need for, Absolutely. again, tapping into objectivity. Mm. And when we get to a certain point, we can't coach you mm-hmm. anymore. It, we just can't. Just yeah. like the team, we can't coach each other mm-hmm. when it gets to a certain threshold. Mm-hmm. There's too much at stake. There's too much attachment. Not to say that we don't coach each other. We do. We have the structure to support that. And we're looking at uh, there There are some key individuals that if there is a block, so we're dealing with uh, pretty heavily in, inside of um, helping the financial services industry uh, evaluate themselves and evolve themselves. And leadership at, at, in, in that in game, that environment, they have status quo maintained. This is the mm-hmm. way it's always been. Not, yeah. not everybody, but there is a, a grand majority. And, and in order for a real change to happen and to get out of your own fucking way, you need to be able to tap into that type of listening, that, that type of mm-hmm. understanding and, and, uh, and, and the ability now to give them a, uh, a new way of looking at things so that they can now start to move forward. Absolutely. We and can't it's, do that. And it's, 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 if you apply a model like physics... Um, you know, an object of motion stays at motion and, and you know, an object at rest stays at rest. Um, so when you're trying to transform an, an organization, an industry like finance, it's materially been at rest. And so it Absolutely. takes the effort it takes to get it into motion. Is Which is enormous. what we've been doing for the last year. That's right. And it's starting to get into yeah. motion. And how quickly now a block shows up, mm-hmm. a couple words said by, by an individual and all of that momentum grinds to a halt again. That's right. And we got to build it back up. And it is, man, it takes something to mm-hmm. do that. It sounds like a, uh, you keep using that word paradigm. So I'm just, yes. can you can you tell us what you think of, is a paradigm? And then what are some steps you can take to actually shift a paradigm? Sure. Uh, so uh, paradigm, I find paradigm way overused mm. uh, in a lot of the literature. Like, just identify the paradigm and off you go. Uh, but <laughs> just get, That's it? Yeah. That's what you got to do? Cool. A, a paradigm is simply a, um, a shared belief or context that people operate in without being aware that they're in it. Right. So the paradigm I was in in the organization that I was at um, looks a certain way. And... I understand the politics of that organization. I know who to call if I need help. I've got 20 years of experience navigating it. I can get anything done that I need to. Right. Um, and it gives me a ton of benefit. Safety, security, even though I wasn't aware that it was happening until that paradigm is shattered and I'm outside of it and go, holy crap, mm-hmm. look what was real in there. Hmm. The other example I've got is I recently took this training called Mission Control, which was fantastic. And if anybody wants to take it. Uh, come on board, but mission control. Where, so, where can they find that mission control? Uh, well, they can email me, okay. uh, and I can connect them with the uh, with the vendor that provided it, okay. um, and I'll find their website too, and we can post it with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's um, great. But it's it's a it's a training in how to be effective with time management and scheduling. That's mm-hmm. that's the mm. the what they generally say with it. Um, but what it really is is. A tool for identifying the context that we all operate in around getting shit done. Mm -hmm. And the course takes you through over a number of sessions how to identify that context and that most of us are trying to get everything done, you know, and I'm using the air quotes here, like look at everything we have to do. And it's overwhelming because 
you'll never get everything done, mm -hmm. right? Because no. there's everything to do. And there's a com there's a complete breakdown in fulfillment with that context. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't matter what you've done. There's always a thousand other things to have done and you actually haven't done anything. Exactly. I, I heard an interesting acronym this week. It's uh, ROE. So that's return on energy. Mm. So it sounds like your mission control can help you increase your return on energy. Absolutely. And it, it just, it allows you to really separate this experience of everything that there is to do in this mountain that's on your back of shit mm -hmm. and really translate it into, okay, I've got this much time and here's what I'm up to and here's why I want to do it. And here's the things I'm going to prioritize uh, that I want to get done and feel um, free with right. all of it. So I want to come back to this paradigm. Yeah. So you did a good job of, of explaining what that is. It's like your comfort zone. Or That's right. That, what did we call it? The uh, familiar zone. Familiar zone. Right? That's right. So you're familiar with what you have to do. You know what you have to do. You're, you you know this paradigm. So now that things have changed in your world, sort of by choice, but now how do you navigate? How do people start to shift their paradigm if they believe about themselves a certain way? So that means I can't go speak on front of a stage because... That's not the paradigm. Yeah, I'm shy. Now, how yeah. do I say, but I really want to do that. So how can I start to get out of my familiar zone and start to shift my paradigm? Well, the first thing is you have to identify the paradigm, right? If you if you can't, if you can't identify the context you're operating in, mm -hmm. you'll your actions will always be, always be consistent with that context. Absolutely. And so you've really got to find, and usually that comes through um, getting feedback from somebody else, having an observer who's not tied into what that discussion is, who can see, hey, here's the box that you're in. Um, and, you know, we always use that term, think outside the box. Well, mm -hmm. first you have to see the box. Totally. Then you've got to find a way to shift how you're operating so that you can come out of the paradigm. Mm -hmm. And that's not a... That's not a simple thing to do sure, yeah. because you actually need to change your perspective. Um, one of the easiest ways I think we've all been taught is if you cross your arms uh, in, in front of your chest, usually you put one hand over one side and the mm -hmm. other hand under the other side. And a simple context changes to reverse it. And it's actually it's hard to do. I'm so right? glad we got this on video. And so you cross <laughs> yeah. your arms the other way and you go, oh my God, this feels unfamiliar right. and I don't like it. And it doesn't work. But that's actually what you need to do to get out of a paradigm is you need to transport yourself right. to that unfamiliar place and look at it differently. And then bring together that passion of why am I operating? What is it that I want to achieve? Mm. And then you can figure out how to take the steps right. that you want to in that new context. Okay. So you said some interesting things in there. You said an observer. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're very interesting. Jeff. No, this is great, man. It's a lot of, a lot of value here. And I've, and I've been coached by you before. So that's why I'm sort of trying to, uh, pull as much knowledge out of that uh, wonderfully smooth bald yes. head of yours. And probably a little oily. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. You said um, observer. You said unattached. So here's the thing. I've heard before, you have to sometimes be careful who you share your dreams with. Right? So I might have a lot of admiration for my father or my brother. But sometimes if I go to my father or my brother and I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start this consulting company or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. They might say, what are you, crazy? So slap you off the head and say, get back to work, go to the salary, whatever it is. So who would be a good person in general 
for most people to actually talk to to maybe be that well, disconnected first, observer. First, let me say it's fucking sad that you can't share your dreams with certain people. Yeah, it that, is. Which is in itself a context right. of lack of support or lack of... Uh, which is probably that people want you to be safe and secure, exactly. so they don't want you to take the risk. They're taking their paradigm and putting it on you, right? And saying, "No, don't do that," because that's their comfort zone. Totally. My so experience was this, and it'll be your experience that's right. when that's not actually the case. That's mm-hmm. right. So I would I share my dreams with everybody because I think it's important, and the people to share it with, to get feedback from, to actually help you achieve it rather than resist it, mm-hmm. are the people who are not in the same context. So those that aren't worried about the risk. So your parents, for example, they care immensely about you and they care about managing your risk because they want to make sure you're safe. So their job is to protect you from unfamiliar, scary shit, not to help you tackle it. Get into it. Yeah. Right. So it's finding somebody who is a stand for the thing that you say that you want to achieve rather than a stand for keeping you where you're at right now. That is well said. A coach put it this way to me once. Um, you need to find people who listen to you from your future as opposed to people who listen to you from how they know you or from your past. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Well said, man. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're able to take things and break it down into bite-sized chunks so people can really understand what it is that you're actually saying. Well, this is, this has also been an interesting context for me to, to absorb because as I've, when you're working in an organization, everybody always talks about what the problems are what the things are to manage. And when you tell the organization you're leaving, everybody comes to you and says how sad they are you're leaving and why they like you. Um, So it's been a lot of um, really nice commentary on who I am in that culture and what I I live into. Mm -hmm. And something has occurred to me in that is that I have an aptitude for some of these things. Right? It's just natural for me and I have practiced absolutely on how to refine it. But I have an aptitude for how I think through paradigms, how I use language, how I talk about these mm-hmm. contexts that other people just don't have. And so it doesn't occur to me as special. It's mm-hmm. just it's what just I do. Who you are. Right. And yet I look at somebody who can play hockey at a really high level and I know that they've practiced and they have a physical aptitude for what they do. And I go, oh my God, I could never do that. And so I've also been observing lately about Who's living in their aptitudes and do they know how special they are even though they're just leveraging their, their raw talent? Right. Man, that's that's enough. Like that's observation. Mm-hmm. That's very observant. Like you could break that down a bit further. Like they don't even realize that they're really good at something yeah. because it's so freaking natural. To because them. it just feels normal. Mm. And then when somebody else can't do it, you go, well, what the fuck's wrong with you? Exactly. Like, what do you mean you can't see a paradigm? Are you dumb? Like, yeah. no, but it's, it's like, because it's just... You just, everybody's different and you're stuck and you'll always be stuck in your own context. And so it's very rare that we get a mirror that really makes it apparent to us. Like, no, people are stand for this is who I am. And they're telling me and they won't allow me to not accept it. What a great place to be where, where you actually are able to hear what it is that you contribute to the world. And then hear it in a way that that is not humbling necessarily, not uh, not dismissive either. It is like this: I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like the, to get the value that that you bring to the world from a place of contribution and, and mm-hmm. like making a difference uh, versus dismissing it mm-hmm. as like not a thing. And and I look forward to more people <clears throat> actually being able to play, yeah, in their own playgrounds. 
that they've created that are so uh, sophisticated in their own ways and that they actually own it, mm-hmm. that they own the sophisticated playground they play inside of. Um, it sounds like that's something that you really provide a lens for, for, for the people that you interact with. Yeah. And it's, it's what I love to do. It's natural to me. I can't turn it off. Right. When I have a conversation with somebody, I could just see it and I just want to share it and I want to help them. Um, and the roller coaster I'm on right now is when I step back from it and have to think about it consciously, I go, well, fuck, I don't know how to replicate that. I don't know how to market it. I don't mm. know what the brand is. Um, so that's where I get my shutdown and I have to remind. And so this is, this is the, the weird shifting of going through of acknowledging yourself for something that you can do and then saying that, can I make that the foundation for paying my fucking mortgage? It's, you know what? <clears throat> I have to, I have to say that I think it would be challenging for a lot of individuals or even organizations to have you come in and, and, and share what you can share, especially in an organized fashion, and for them to not receive value from that. So we talked about, I don't know if, if when you said 10 years, if that's actually how long you think it would take you to get there. But I would say a, a very good way for you to market yourself is to get on as many platforms as possible and share what you're up to, i.e. speaking on stage, podcasting, social media, because... You, you're stage ready now. I don't know if you if you feel that way, but you're stage ready now. And that's actually a really good opportunity for you to, in, in leveraging networks, so people already have events set up, they're looking for a speaker. You come in and do a 10-minute spot, and I, I think that you would blow the doors off it. Cool. Hands down. Hands down. And that's the other, uh, that's the other thing that we forget, is that we actually put in front of us the need to have it all ready. Yes. Yeah. Versus... Just jump off the edge, uh, build the plane as you go down, <laughs> and get that. That's actually the, the adventure. Yes, right? mm. uh, that's what has us be so fulfilled when we when we discover that we've actually built the plane in this crazy environment that we generate, and it's 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 not it's your reality, but it's not reality, and. Uh, and and you did it right. Mm-hmm. Like we, I, I get present to that all the time. That we're all managing our own realities, and we're we're all growing inside of our own idea of of what growth looks like for each of us. Mm-hmm. And we plan <clears throat> guilty as charged. We plan overly. We overly plan things to yeah. the point of wanting to get it perfect, and that is that it actually doesn't exist. That's right. Exactly. That's, it doesn't that's, exist. That's key because I was going to say over on top of all of that, you have this ideal in your mind of the way it should be. Yeah. The entire time you're trying to create something, there's always something wrong because you're not whatever this Absolutely. image you created is. And this right. is part of this, why we do this podcast is more for ourselves and for, for anybody is to remind us of the journey that we're on. Mm-hmm. And inside the journey, that's where discovery happens. That's where creation happens. And that's where fulfillment shows up is like in the journey, not, yeah. not to be there in 10 years. Because if, if, it, if yesterday you created that and today you were 10 years, you'd be like, huh, now what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, and that's the reality of what people are dealing with is they forget that the real, that the real power, the, the real joy comes in going there, taking the trip. So dive in, get uncomfortable. And I, and we know that you're of, of any people that we know, you're, 
probably more accustomed to being uncomfortable in this type of context yes. than, than any that we know. So uh, in wrapping this up, what, what can we see from you? Like as as like accountability because we're we love accountability and we love to create accountability for other people and know that that we would actually hold you accountable as well. What would that look like for you? Like where where do you see yourself exploring and playing and what can we anticipate? It's a great question. <laughs> I don't have a plan. Fuck. You don't need to have a plan. Um, well, the the journey that I'm taking for the next six months is one of exploration. And so we talked about just before the podcast, you know, my wife and I are probably going to take a trip to Tuscany in September. Not Calgary on the sea train, but actually in Italy. Um, and, you know, just putting myself out there and saying, I'm going to leave the organization I've been at for 20 years has mm -hmm. been a hell of a thing. And so uh, this podcast is an example where I'm putting myself out there and saying, all right, let's go do something I've never done. That's entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a, another colleague at work who's also going to be leaving and we're planning to just walk. We're going to go on like these eight hour hikes just to think and start to separate that That's out. Awesome. And I'm looking at other opportunities where I can go meet with people and see what value I can add to their organizations or, or, or how to play in this. And I'm just talking to people. I'm right. sharing what I'm up to mm -hmm. and I'm allowing the universe to throw cool shit at me and I acknowledge it when it happens rather than having it wash by because I'm so focused on one particular thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to ante that up for you. Cool. Uh, there is so much power in being in the moment and, uh, and, and doing those things that you mentioned, like the eight hour walk. Brilliant. And to, to have a structure in place to be able to reflect on what it is that got created <laughs> Whether it is for public use or not, it doesn't matter. So to pick up a camera and actually at, at key stages summarize what's been, what, what you discovered, at not necessarily recording the full eight hours, because mm. that, that's a bit probably unrealistic, <laughs> but that there are these milestones that happen and to document that journey for the sake of just documenting the journey, not necessarily to, to put it public. And that might actually show up as well. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the practices that I do, and and I'm just assuming that I'm, I'm making no assumptions here, actually, right? Yep. So this is just something that I experience is valuable to to write it, to to journal about it, um, and and to document it on video, reflect on it. There is so much power yeah, there for next generations that we don't even realize, right? Right, and that was one of the biggest um, uncoverings for me is my my kids don't know really who I am right now, they, they can't, they're, they're only six years old, but when they're ready to be able to get that type of context for how we did things and mm -hmm. what we went through and reminding, being reminded that it's normal and natural and like that type of add on to what you're, what you're uh, adventuring through right now will be super valuable for you. I like that. It's a good idea. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know there's a book in here in this head. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah having material like that, you know, recording it while I go rather than waiting to start it one day. Right. Sit down and yeah. think, and then you're like blank. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. And, what have I done? Exactly. Yeah. And, and we have so many tools at our disposal to make it so easy. These computers in our pockets that make any of this possible at any moment, and then it can be stored somewhere for, for later reference. I mean, it's the perfect time to be able to do that. 
Um, <clears throat> speaking of, uh, this is kind of a new territory for you so that you might not have this yet, but is there, if anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, certainly LinkedIn is, is nice and easy. It's got all the information in there. Okay. Um, so we'll put your name, perfect, we'll, perfect spelling and whatnot in there. So people yep. can reach out to you on LinkedIn. Yep. Okay, great. Awesome. awesome. Well, we're going to wrap it up then. And, uh, and a big thank you, Jeremy, for, yeah. for just like reaching out and pulling for it. I, uh, it inspires me that people are making that request. Uh, not that that was our intention, but, yeah. but I, I love to colla collaborate and, and connect with people and, and to be able to do it in this platform, this medium is exciting for me. Absolutely. And well, no thanks for you. Yeah. Thanks. thanks for joining, man. Really appreciate it. Well, Huge value today for me. Well, yeah. thanks for having me guys. I appreciate this. This is my first of many public appearances. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super excited to hear what, what you create. All right. We'll see you next week.